Rarely do well-behaved people make history. It's always the defiant ones leaving their mark. The rebels, the artists, the rule breakers, the misfits. The ones who didn't take no for an answer and paved their own way. The defiant humans. This is the podcast where we share these stories and breathe life into your next evolution. This is the Defiant Human Podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Defiant Human Podcast. I am your host, Brittany Basinski. I miss you guys. It's been a while. I have been really in a unique season of life, but I really miss using my luscious throat chakra, which is what my energy healer told me when I was in Sedona uh, last month in September. I went out to Sedona with my best friend. It was a trip that I had been manifesting for four years, and it finally, finally happened under the most perfect conditions and circumstances. It was the right place at the right time with the right person during the fall equinox. The energy was absolutely insane. It was exactly what I needed it to be at at the right time. And when I began journaling about my Sedona trip and I had it on my vision board, I'd been writing it in my journal for literally four years, I knew that going to Sedona was a part of my destiny. I knew it was a fated trip. I knew it was a place that was calling my soul. And as every year passed, I couldn't understand why I didn't make it happen that year and why I just didn't figure it out. I knew it was a place I was supposed to go, but it just never happened. And obviously, if you've been listening for a while or if you're new here, I am divorced. I've been divorced for... Um, a little while now, over a, a year and a half is when the, the process began, um, July of 2022. So I've been going through the divorce process and it's all finalized now. Um, but when I was married, it just never happened for me. I never made it to Sedona. It just was not in the cards. And looking back now as a single woman on her solo journey, doing life completely and entirely by myself from raising my two children alone to living alone to being an entrepreneur and figuring out literally everything on my own from my own health insurance under my, my business and, um, you know, being self-made and and self-paid all, all on your own, literally figuring out everything on my own. It's been a journey, you know, and um, it was finally the time where I answered the call to Sedona, Arizona, and my best friend, bless her, made an entire itinerary of what we would do every single day. And one morning we woke up and we did sunrise vortex yoga. And if you're unfamiliar with Arizona, uh, specifically the Sedona area, are there, there are these energetic vortexes. The energetic vortexes are said to be this portal of energy, this really condensed, high-frequency vibrational uh, area, location, where it's said to have healing properties and bring you peace and clarity, and it's just almost like a supernatural 
metaphysical experience where people literally just go there for the good vibes. So, I mean, what could go wrong? Me and my best friend, I'm divorced. Uh, She's also a mom of two. You know, two moms going on a, a trip without our children. How, what could go wrong? You know, what, what, how could we not have the best time in a place full of good vibes? And it's true. We had the absolute best time and it was the best vibes. But I will say like, my whole reason for this podcast is I want to talk about intuition. I want to talk about trusting the nudges. I want to talk about how I use intuition for everything in my life, literally everything. But going back to the luscious throat chakra was I did see an energy healer when I was in Sedona. And upon seeing me, she was moved to tears. She literally started crying as soon as she saw me and told me that my guy, and like, if you're not into like spirituality or woo woo or energy, just this is not the episode for you. Just pause right here and go listen to like, I don't know, some celebrity talk about something, um, but, or something trendy or something totally different. Like this would not be the episode for you. But if you're into that stuff, if you're into like energy and you believe in, in things like that, then keep listening. Cause this is pretty crazy. She starts crying when I, when she sees me and she tells me that my guides have been calling me here. And obviously, as I've said in the beginning of this episode, that I have felt called here for four years But the stars had just aligned to where this wasn't really able to happen for me until I had left my husband and I began this journey on my own, on my solo journey, right? Like by myself, like this had, this was the right place at the right time. And essentially she confirmed that right away. Like this is, this is why you're here. Um, What she also said was, you know, she was recommended to me by a friend and she's like you need to go see this woman she was incredible like really crazy things happened after the fact that I like attribute to her and her healing um a lot of things that she said what happened happened literally like she's like I believe my life changed because I saw this woman so I go and I'm like a little skeptical even though like I definitely believe in that stuff like you got to go on with a little bit of skepticism because, you know, you can't be naive, right? Like I'm, I'm certainly not naive, right? So I go in to, to see this woman. She starts crying. Uh, she gets me on the table and she performs Reiki healing. And I've talked about Reiki energy healing several times. I'm a big fan of energy healing. I have a Reiki healer who I love, who has become my dear friend. Um, shout out to Devin. Hey, girl, if you're listening. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm a big fan of energy healing. And when I was on the table, it's very much, if you've never done it, it's very much like a massage table, right? Like, what do they call those? Yeah, like a a massage table. And you're all relaxed and it's like a laying of the hands. So like they don't necessarily touch you. Sometimes they can, sometimes they don't. They can just hover their hands and you can feel the the energy, the heat and the warmth um, flowing through you. Well, what she told me was never in the 25 years that she has been practicing as a Reiki practitioner has she experienced someone with, and I quote, and my friends and I laugh at this now because I told them, you know, my experience. And I'm like, she said I had the most luscious throat chakra she has ever seen in 25 years of doing Reiki. And it's funny because if you know me, like I talk a lot, I have a podcast, I'm a writer, like communication is 
the pinnacle for me. It's just what I do here. It's, it's so much a part of my mission and my goal and speaking my truth. And, and she told me this. And so whenever I'm sending like a four minute long voice message to my friends and they're like, oh my God, that luscious throat chakra. So it's funny because I feel like I haven't, I have been using my throat chakra. If you're not familiar with the chakras, I think there's seven there's a whole chakra system, which is an energetic system in our bodies. Um, you know, it's it's vibrations and our frequencies. And we have seven of them, right? And I won't go through them. That's not what this podcast is about. Um, but you have one located in your throat called the, th- the throat chakra, which is all about communication and speaking and standing in your truth and speaking your truth and, and uh, living in your highest alignment and your authentic expression. And... Um, so yes, my friends joke with me now ever since then, because I will, I just, I'm a big talker, uh, which is funny because when I was a kid, I actually was not a big talker. I was super duper introverted, super duper shy was, you know, the child that would like hide under my mom's shirt in public. And like, yeah, I, I just was a super introverted, highly creative, highly sensitive child um, with a lot of big feelings, and I felt overstimulated often by people. But I think as I've grown older, I understand how to channel energy a little bit more and how to navigate through a being like a highly sensitive, empathic person. Uh, as a child, I didn't have the tools to really like deflect or uh, how to channel that energy. But now as an adult, I understand like how to take that energy and channel it for my highest good. So and be and use discernment and when to you know be introverted and when to be extroverted but um yeah so i want to get back to uh, the intuition part so my intuition led me to sedona this woman tells me i have this luscious throat chakra um she tells me so many other things one of the things and i i don't know if i'm speaking this into existence but it is something that I'm noticing that ever since she told me this, it's been coming true. She told me, so I went in September. She said from September until like Christmas is my time to get tough, to get mentally tough, to get ready for people being very triggered by my message. And obviously, if you've been listening or consuming my content, you know that I've completely rebranded. This used to be the All Good Juju podcast, and now it's the Defiant Human podcast. And really how that came about is a lot of different things and intuition being really tied into this new chapter, this new branding, this new evolution of who I am. And I've even had people tell me like, I look entirely different. I am entirely different. When I was at the airport a couple months ago, not to Sedona, I... um, took a trip to Maryland to visit a friend and ride a motorcycle through the mountains, which I ride all. I share a little bit of that story in my memoir, um, which is not published yet. I'm, I'm getting very close to being done with it though. So I'm in Maryland and they almost don't let me through security because I don't look like my driver's license and it doesn't expire for like another like three or four years. So I'm stuck with it, but it doesn't look anything like me. I've completely transformed to being almost unrecognizable Literally, physically, mentally, energetically, I'm not the same person. And so it only made sense that I'm no longer 
the Brittany Basinski that hosts the All Good Juju podcast. I have changed. I have evolved. I have grown. I was in my cocoon and I've kind of, you know, like blossomed out of that. I've kind of spread my wings and I'm, maybe I'm not fully out of the cocoon. Maybe I'm, I'm still on my way out, but I'm no longer in the cocoon phase. I'm definitely approaching the other side of things. And with that comes transformation and evolution. And if I'm honest, as I talked in my last episode with Al Nash about the dark feminine, it's because I am fully tapped into my dark feminine energy, which is not what people think it is. When they think of dark feminine, they might think of, you know, like evil, right? Or ill-willed or ill-intentioned. Not at all. The dark feminine is simply, and if you want to listen to this episode, it's the last one, episode 70, um, the dark feminine is a woman who is in her truth, a woman who is in her power, who is standing in her power, who knows what she wants, what she deserves, and she goes and gets it. She is a strong, powerful woman that is unafraid to be fully herself, whether that means people like her, people approve of her, and most often, people don't like the dark feminine because it triggers them, which was also what my energy healer told me was from now until December, get very strong because the work you're doing is extremely powerful and it's only building in power. The messages that you're sharing, the work that you're doing, the impact is going to be huge. But So you have to get strong. Because when you trigger people, when you are standing so much in your truth and they aren't, when you are living in your most authentic vibration and expression, when you are 100% you, you are the most magnetic, but you are also the most triggering to those who are not living in that expression, who are waking up every day, living a lie, living a life that is not in alignment And when they see someone who is, maybe someone who has channeled their dark feminine, um, someone who has channeled that uh, alignment within themselves, someone who has evolved, um, they're going to get pissed. They're going to get really mad because you remind them of the things that they're not doing. So sometimes you'll see someone online and maybe they're like shaking ass or something or twerking or whatever. Like they're doing something and you're like, wow, why would someone post that? You know, like... There's, there's the energy of like, you want to throw shade or maybe you're, because deep down, maybe you're jealous. Like maybe you wish you could shake some ass like that online. Maybe there's a part of you that feels like you can't be seen. And this person is owning that, Hey, I'm fine with being seen and I'm fine with you judging me. And I'm so okay with being who I am that it doesn't even phase me. And it's that inner child part of us that actually, when we are in our authentic expression, We allow ourselves to be fully ourselves, which is our inner child. So maybe our inner child wanted to dance silly and be seen, but our parents said, oh no, stop that. You shouldn't, you shouldn't dance like that. Or you shouldn't, you know, kids are supposed to be, you know, seen or not heard or whatever it is, right? Like they always had some sort of something to shut you down. And so it's really when people say negative things to me, or about the work that I do, or about my new branding, I know it's coming from a place of hurt. It's coming from a place of projection, projecting their own inner wounds. They are wounded because they don't feel safe. 
to be who they are, to do the things that they want to do, to live the life that feels good for them. So my energy healer told me, get tough, get strong, because you're going to grow. And as you grow, it's going to come with a little more hate than you're used to. And I'll be honest, under the all good juju brand and and vision and way of life, everything was love and light. Everything was Miss Nice Girl. Miss, yes, did I um, talk about taboo things? Absolutely. Am I still the same person for the most part, right? But like, I think I've evolved and grown for the better. And I think what the Defiant Human Podcast stands for now is just a little bit more honesty and a lot more authenticity, um, which has always been the mission, like keeping it raw, real, honest, vulnerable, exposed, just being our naked, true selves times 100 now in the Defiant Human Podcast. Because Defiant Human to me is not someone who's just breaking the rules, a rebel without a cause. A Defiant Human is someone who fearlessly is in the pursuit of doing what their soul is calling them to do for the greater good. And maybe that can be something taboo. Maybe, um, you know, it's becoming an expert in a category that no one knows about, or maybe people are skeptical about, but you feel called to break the mold and to do a little something different, talk about something different, because let's be real. As women, especially, we are getting so tired of the same old stuff, the same old messages, the same old content, the same old memes and the same old reels and the same old TikToks from women, you know, pour into your cup. And and we know, we know. Now we need real leadership as women. We need role models. We need support. We need more. And that is what the defiant human is here to give you, is more, more permission, more inspiration, more edge, more flow, more adventure, more risk and excitement, right? We're tired of the same old stuff. We have this desire. If you're listening, you have desire for growth, for change, for evolution, for transformation. And we're not going to change or transform in this love and light. Let's make everybody happy, people-pleasing energy. That's not where change comes from. Change comes from being uncomfortable, from sitting in discomfort. And that happens when we trust ourselves to be who we really are, to do the things that we feel called to do. And that led me to the Defiant Human podcast. And I felt like I needed to touch on that because I haven't really talked about why. Why the Defiant Human podcast? Why? What does that mean? Why, why, did I, why the shift? Why now? Well, intuitively, I just felt it. Just like in 2021, I chopped off a lot of my hair. My hair was like down to my ass basically. And then one day I had the the intuitive hit to like, let's chop it to my shoulders. And I was terrified to do that, but I felt like I needed to for my healing. At the time I was battling Crohn's disease. I was severely sick. I was in a toxic marriage where that was emotionally, um, you know, tumultuous. It was 
very hard on my nervous system and I was just going through a lot. And energetically and intuitively, I felt I needed to cut my hair. So I did. I cut it to my shoulders. And I know hair is just hair, but there is a saying that hair holds energy. And I had a lot to let go of. And it was so symbolic and also energetic and also just an intuitive thing. Like, I need to cut this hair. But I I felt that for literally like six months and I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And finally, one day, I'm just like, I got to cut my hair. Like, I have to do this. And that, you know, was something so, so small but it was really big for me. And so now it's 2023, it's almost over and my hair's like almost to my ears. <laughs> I've cut it even more from my shoulders to my ears. I kept feeling like cut it more, cut it more. Um, and I've dyed it like blonder and I, you know, my, my identity is different, but I could tell back then that there was a shift, that I was evolving and that I needed to make big changes, right? Like I needed to let go of things. And the hair was like very symbolic of just letting go. I had to let go of my marriage. I had to let go of my old life to get this new life. And so there's just sometimes like a very subtle, intuitive nudge that we get. And I got it with Defiant Human Podcast. I actually, the, the way I um, came up with the name was the key to my new house that I'm in, um, it says Defiant on it. And I like knew what the word meant, but sometimes I want to like have the literal exact definition just to see. It felt like a sign to me. So I look at the key and it says defiant. And obviously it's just a brand of a key, right? Like there's all kinds of brands for little things like um, Whirlpool appliances and whatever. Like uh, it's a branded, a brand of a key, you know, that's it. And so I look it up and the exact definition, I don't know off the top of my head, but I was like, this feels like the season I'm in. This feels like iconic. This feels like an embodiment of who I am and the message that I want to get across. And so it started with looking at this key that was to my brand new house, which is also very symbolic, right? Like the key to everything brand new in my life, all of this change, all of this transformation, the word defiant stuck out to me. And I was like, this, this is it. This is exactly what I'm trying to do. This is exactly where I'm at. And even down to like the book that I'm writing. Um, So I'm writing a memoir, but I'm also writing um, fiction. And the characters are defiant women. They are women who are pushing the envelope. They're not taking no for an answer. They're fighting back. You know, like they're brave. They're bold. They're they're badass. They're rebels. They're, you know, iconic. You know, like I guess that's the word. They're just just iconic. They're legendary. Um, And... That's the energy. That's the energy I'm after. I'm not after love and light and good vibes. I mean, yes, who isn't? I meditate every single day. I pray, I journal. I'm still that, you know, highly spiritual um, woman who is deeply in love with her faith and connecting to my higher power, uh, my creator. That's still me, but... I see the duality in that and embracing my dark feminine energy and knowing that this is the season I'm in. I'm supposed to trigger women or whoever is following, watching, listening, here, sharing energy with me, sharing this space with me. I'm here for a a, a slightly unique purpose and for a little bit of a a message shift. I'm here to kind of shift our timelines. I'm here to kind of push us to move further, to move in a different direction. And I've always felt this deep call for leadership. Um, you know, I even think a few weeks ago, 
I was visiting a friend and um, I was staying in town for a couple nights. And one morning I wake up and I realize I have low air in my tire. So I go to Bell Tire um, and I go and get air in my tire while I was headed there. And as soon as I get there, I see an old man on the pavement. He's covered in blood, which like, by the way, I have a blood phobia. So I'm like trying not to pass out as I see this man like literally half conscious, half not. I don't know what happened to him. He's in the in the parking lot. People are surrounding him. And I remember there's something called the bystander effect where everyone just assumes someone calls 911 and so no one calls. There were people who were trying to give him water, someone that had blankets over him. Other people were trying to talk to him to see like to see if he could gain consciousness. And all these people were super helpful. But I roll up, I whip out, I hop out of my car, and the first thing I ask is, who here has called 911? The answer was no one. No one called 911. This man has blood pouring out of his head. He's literally hardly conscious. It's terrifying. And that's exactly my role in that moment. And I was like, okay, well, I didn't plan on waking up this morning getting this like delicious honey orange latte uh, to sip while they fix my car. Um, no, I didn't expect to also save life. But I felt, I have always felt this deep call for serious leadership. So when I step on the scene, I know that I have the capacity and I have the desire to lead. And in that moment, I knew if this man's going to live, it's because I remembered the bystander effect and I took initiative and I'm going to call 911. So I did and I was there and I had to wait next to this man <laughs> trying not to pass out because the blood is just, it's gross to me. It's, it's like doctors, nurses, I bow down to you. I could never, I literally, it makes me, I can't do it. But I'm somehow finding the strength to not pass out myself and stand with this man who I have no idea who he is and wait until the... um ambulance gets there to take care of him. But, you know, it got me thinking about my call to lead and always feeling that intuitive nudge to lead. And intuition is so important. I've always known this about myself. Even yesterday at my son's game, um, the coach, the soccer coach, he was late. He misread the schedule Kids were on the field, you know, kids were all there. There was no coach. And there are two dads who, you know, stepped up and they're like, okay, well, I guess we'll be coach. And then finally I was like, you know what? I'm not a man, but I'm a leader and I'm a damn good one. So I stepped right in and there were these two dads and me. And I'm like, I'll be coach. I will step in. I will lead. I got this. I have a a loud voice and I can cheer them on and I can give them direction. And I'm not, I'm not even in soccer, but I just trusted my intuition to lead in that moment as well. And everything was fine. The coach was only like 20 minutes late, but we got the game started. And when you listen to your intuition, you can literally save a life. You can create a massive movement create a brand that doesn't exist. That's totally different. That's impactful that's unique. That's exactly what people actually are needing right now. You can trust yourself and know like, yeah, yeah, this is the right thing for me. I should write a book about that. And everything has started, everything that has turned into something significant 
was created on the foundation of I trusted myself. I trusted that nudge. I listened to that inkling, that feeling. Even today, I had a, no, last night I had a weird intuition about something. Some guy that I was talking to, I had a feeling that something shady was going on and I was right. Um, And women were so good at that, right? Like we always know, especially women, we have a very, we're naturally gifted with intuition and we're typically not wrong. Um, And one of the guys that I was dating a couple months ago, like I'm just, I'm single, I'm dating around, but he was actually frustrated by my intuition. He's like, you just be knowing everything. He's like, I don't even have to tell you, you know, without me saying this. And actually, he's like, part of it is a little annoying, but at this, the other part of me is kind of grateful for your intuition because there's a level of understanding that is unspoken. You understand and you know what's going on, and I don't even have to tell you because I'm so tapped in. I know. I've delayed product launches. I've delayed book launches for intuition because if the energy is not right, I won't do it. And just recently, I think in the last week, there was... Um, this collaboration that I was a part of with, I don't even know, like 50 or 100 creators. And they all launched on like Friday. And I was off. Like my my vibes were off. The, the, The collective energy was off. I'm like, this isn't the day to launch. Like even though we were supposed to launch, I didn't. And they reached out like, hey, did you know today's the launch day? I'm like, yeah, I know today's launch day. It just intuitively doesn't feel like my launch day. And Sometimes intuition doesn't make sense. It doesn't make business sense on paper. But I trusted myself. And then the next day when I launched, it was the right time. It was the exact right time, just like when I went to Sedona, right time. I, it, was, it all happens as it's supposed to. And when you're tapped into your intuition, you realize that. You realize I'm not supposed to be all good juju podcast anymore. I'm the Defiant Human podcast. And the people listening now have... Whether you realize it or not, you've also evolved. You're here with me too. So this is also, you are an energetic match to what I'm talking about now. You are an energetic match for this podcast, for this energy, for stepping into your own defiant self, whatever that means to you, to evolve and transform into your life, into your best, your best self, your highest expression of what you are to make the most impact in your life. And that's a cool part about energy. Um, and even the cool part about intuition, like your, your intuition had you listen to this right now, right? And so when we're tapped in, we get so many rewards. We are rewarded when we listen to our guts, when we lean in to our intuitive nudges. They are just such powerful, powerful reminders for us, that we are okay and that it's safe. It's safe to listen to it. It might sound scary to completely rebrand something and and you get hate and you get backlash because people don't like change. People get really comfortable and it's cozy. Like, oh, I've listened to this podcast for years and this is the person who I expected you to be. And, you know, I think my branding was like pink and light colors and now it's, you know, dark black and red and white and who knows how long this will be. But right now this is the energy and it isn't evil. It isn't bad. Um, it's real and it's, it's the light and the dark, right? And 
there's a lot of medicine in our shadows, a lot of wisdom we can find from the depths of ourselves to bring that to light for real healing and real change and real transformation. Because if you think about it, the people who have done the most with their lives and with themselves are the people who've gone through some shit right? Like they've been in the, in the dark, they've been in the depths of things and they pulled themselves out of it and they have this, you know, comeback story. And that inspires me. I'm inspired by people who've really gone through it. I'm inspired by people who live a little different, who say no to the norm because what they desire is more than normal. They don't want anything average. They want, they desire more And that is okay. It is totally safe to receive more, to desire more. So I want to leave with you today a message to where you feel safe to to trust your intuition. And maybe it's little things like, you know, um, not turning left when your gut's like, ah, this will probably not be a good choice. And you're like, I don't know, that doesn't make sense because if I go right, And I go this route, it's going to add another 10 minutes to my drive time. But maybe you avoided a car accident, right? Like sometimes things don't happen and we need to trust our intuition because it's a divine protection. And I do think our intuition is when it is like spot on, it's really just divine protection. You know, when you get that feeling like, I think that friend's talking about me or I feel like this guy's doing something shady and you find out it is, it wasn't to ruin your day. It was to protect you because you deserve better and you deserve the universe, God, source, angels, whatever you want. They know, they know already what you desire. And if something isn't in alignment, it's going to fall away. And sometimes when it falls away, it might break your fucking heart. Point blank. And they always say, be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. And that might be a falling out with someone. That might be getting information brought to light that sucks, but ultimately helps you change the course of your life for the best, right? We all have been there. We've all been disappointed when something horrible happens and then realize like, wow, I really dodged a bullet there. And that's our intuition. Sometimes, and sometimes we ignore it right? And what happens when we ignore it? We stay in situations or with people or in relationships too long and it starts to make us physically, mentally, spiritually sick. It drains us. So the dark feminine and um, listening to your intuition is all about not allowing energy to be drained, but to channel that, channel that energy through seeking out the truth. And the truth is revealed through our intuitive nudges. So I ask you today, what has been pulling at you? What do you feel called to? Even certain books I felt called to read, you know, like The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene. Um, and I mentioned this a little bit in my last episode with El Nash talking about the archetypes. Um, the siren archetype is a muse for me right now, creatively speaking. And I, I felt drawn to this character and I'm like, why? You know, it's like mythic. I'm not into, you know, like Greek mythology or I'm not into, I'm not into that stuff, but I felt this deep, uh, like this nudge, like, Hey, read about this, learn about this. And as I did, I'm like, Oh, there are all these archetypes and just about every archetype is linked to a character that I'm writing in my book. And it, you know, it's almost like follow, 
follow the breadcrumb, right? Like Hansel and Gretel, like follow the crumb. And this is the only time where like breadcrumbing is acceptable, where you you do follow the breadcrumbs of your intuition. So my breadcrumb led me to reading this book, The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene, which helped me develop really strong characters and a good sense of agency in my characters. Um, and it was just because I thought the siren was an interesting mythic um, archetype. And I was like, this is fascinating. And then learning about the art of seduction is fascinating. And so I, I'm able to um, take that little crumb and it leads to something else and something else and something else. So like trust that little crumb like that you see like, huh, I don't know why I feel drawn to this. Um, I'll go back and tell one more story and then I won't keep you. Um, but when I wrote the Hippie Eats cookbooks, years before that, like I would say for a couple of years, I felt really called to watching cooking shows and I was obsessed. I watched like Top Chef. I watched, was it salt, oil, fat or whatever it was, salt, sugar, fat. Can't remember the name, but you know what I'm talking about. It's very popular on Netflix. I was obsessed I could not get enough of watching people do cooking shows. And then I just started cooking in the kitchen myself and throwing ingredients around. And then I just had the idea. I'm like, I kind of just want to make a cookbook. I don't know. And I I had no intentions of ever selling it. Honestly, it was going to be a gift for my sister-in-law at the time because she was always asking me about my recipes. And I had this little intuitive nudge to cook and to watch these shows. And it was like a little passion at the time. And the thing is, is it doesn't have to last forever, right? Like that season of me being like a cookbook author and like embodying that are kind of over, right? Like, I mean, am I still a best-selling cookbook author? For sure. Do I still like throw down in the kitchen? 100%. But is it my identity? No. But it was for a little bit, and I think that's okay, and that's that's the beauty of transformation and evolution. That's what we do. Um, but I would have never created the cookbook if I didn't trust even the inkling to like watch cooking shows and learn about learn about it, and kind of like trust my little muse there of like, oh, this is actually really fascinating. I can't get enough of this. And ask yourself, why not? Like, why? Why? maybe this is leading to something else. And so it's, you know, the dots always connect backwards. Looking back, like there's a reason I was fascinated with cooking shows because it led to me eventually creating a cookbook and becoming a bestseller and then, you know, growing my platform to then eventually write other bestsellers that felt even deeper in alignment with what I wanted to do in this lifetime, which is definitely be an author and write fiction and um, in nonfiction and be able to express myself more creatively. And it was the perfect segue even to, I was at, definitely, when I started my brand and business, I was in the health and wellness space. I was a bodybuilder, competitive bodybuilder. People started following me in my blog um, when I was in college and it was all about health and wellness. I think it was called health, wealth, and happiness. And then I shifted to fit Britness and I had, it was just a health and fitness account. People knew what to expect from my account. It was going to be health and fitness, healthy recipes. And you know, that is what people started following me for. So of course, like the natural next step was I made a healthy cookbook and the people came and as I grew, I was like, oh, also like, hey, I actually really have this passion for writing and here's a little novel that I wrote and it, you know, didn't sell a lot. I don't even know how many books I sold. It's, it's not a lot, but I trusted my intuition to take each little step, like to start that health blog 
then to start that Instagram account and only my friends and my mom followed me and read my blog post, but it slowly grew over time. Um, and sometimes things happens overnight and sometimes it's a slow snowball effect rolling into the next and you just take each little breadcrumb. And so maybe my first breadcrumb was starting in health and fitness, just starting that blog. And it seems like a small step, but now, you know, I've got thousands of followers on social media, you know, like for a platform that I've built very slowly and steadily over time because I chose to not give up and I chose to listen to my intuition. And, and when it tells me to cut my hair off or to leave my marriage or to change my podcast name because the name on the key to my house just resonated so deeply to, you know, um, to change how I respond in certain relationship dynamics and, um, you know, like shift my whole life and, and change what even what I write about. Like my last fiction was romance. And this next one is like kind of a domestic noir. It's a little bit of like, uh, you know, it's just different. It's a little darker, but you know, is there still like steam and spice and all of that, you know, and romance for sure. But it's an intuitive nudge to take a different direction with this one. And it's kind of scary, right? Because my book, On His Way Back to Me, the romance novel, did super well. And people are would love a sequel right now. And do I have an outline for a sequel? Totally. Am I excited about it? Yes. But right now, I don't feel the intuitive nudge to write that. I felt the intuitive nudge to write the the other book. So I'm doing that. And I'm trusting that it's going to pay off in a super impactful way because when we listen to our intuition, what we get is, yeah, it's a little scary, but we tend to get a bigger bigger impact on our lives. So I hope today, again, wrapping this up, that you trust yourself. You follow the little breadcrumb, the little, huh, I wonder what, what that's all about. Why, why am I interested in this all of a sudden? Trust your, trust your inkling. Trust your, trust your muse, right? Like for me, if if I all of a sudden was fascinated by the siren archetype in the art of seduction, I didn't question it. I just bought the book and I wanted to figure out why. And once I was done with the book, it made perfect sense because this is going to help me write my characters. This is exactly what I needed. So don't question, don't always question your intuition. Sometimes it'll give you a nudge into a different direction or something that might seem like off the wall, but like trust that. Trust why you're all of a sudden drawn to cooking shows or home renovation or whatever because years down the line, months down the line, weeks down, days down the line, it might all make sense. So your intuition is such a beautiful compass. I don't know. I feel like I maybe touched on this before, but I hope that this is a little bit more of a different inspiring message on intuition because it's definitely the the, the compass in my life right now and it's changing my life. And I, I the way that I do business and the way that I create and the way that I operate my tuition, my intuition is my lifeline. It's my saving grace. And I just want to share this message for you listening that hopefully it can also be one of your greatest resources and lifelines that you utilize. I think a lot of the times, especially us women, because we have a higher sense of intuition, if we were to really tap into it, we could we could tune into some deep potential and our highest power that we have as women. So I hope today is inspiring for you. I hope that you just close your eyes for a moment, take a deep breath and listen to what your gut, what your soul, what your guides, the universe, the divine, what 
it is trying to tell you because I can almost promise you, I can almost guarantee you it's something so much bigger than you can even see right now. So thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you deeply. Would love to connect with you on Instagram at Brittany Basinski and on TikTok as well if you feel so inclined. Thank you so much and I will see you on the other side.